And now for something completely different. Here's what's coming up this hour on today's experience. It's totally terrific, totally transforming, totally triumphant Tuesday as we find unity from the Father through the Son and by the Holy Spirit all for the glory of of God Almighty. First, at the end of the day, what drives you? I tried to do this last week. It didn't work. What is it that you hear, see, feel, smell, or taste that gets your smile flying and your blood pumping? Back in the day before wokeness destroyed most sports, it was football and hockey for me. But the truth is that it is more profound than that for all of us. I didn't get out of bed for sports, but I did get out of bed for a reason. What's yours? Better yet, what was the reason for Jesus to get out of bed? Oh, interesting. Next, to know, know, know him is to love, love, love him. Remember Dolly Parton, Linda Ronstadt, Emmy Lou Harris? They all sang that song. Here's the key. The principle is 2,000 years old at least, maybe even 3,500 years old. In today's lesson, we examine the principal avenue of to know him. And who makes this possible for us to experience? Well, it ain't just about whistling Dixie, that's for sure. And finally, here's a new spin, a brand new spin. You have probably, you've never heard this before. On the authority of Jesus Christ. And I mean new as in I haven't taught it. Uh, well, it's not new to God. It's like a fresh take on the purposes of the authority of Jesus. There is more than one purpose to the authority of Jesus Christ. But the primary purpose may surprise many who hear it. The difference in his authority are not on different planets. There is a priority level. And guess what? You are on that priority network. David Spoon's life has been an experience. While growing up in a Jewish family, he made a wrong turn towards drug abuse. Then David Spoon found Jesus Christ, and his life completely changed. The more he studied the gospel, the more he wanted to share his experiences with others. After 35 years of ministry, David discovered a new path of service. He joined KAAM, and this radio program began. You're about to hear the David Spoon Experience. Welcome to the David Spoon Experience, local, national, and heavenly talk. Here's what else we're looking at during the show. Lessons for surviving, living, and prevailing. Politics, entertainment, and current events. Personal revelations. Spiritual observations. My life's insanities. And oy vey, so much more. We're asking you, what do you think? Now, you can email us during the show, live, David at hemustincrease.org, right here on my Chromebook, right in front of me, David at hemustincrease.org. You can text us, 214-210-8483. That's 214-210-8483. Or you can call us, 972-445-0770. That's 972-445-0770. When you call that number, oh, boy. 
you'll end up talking to Dynamite D. Hello, lucky person. You got the number right, because you are talking to kid a Dynamite. Dynamite! Talking to Dynamite D is like hearing from somebody you've been praying for and finding out that God is moving in their lives. That always feels great. Is that just not like one of the great things? So you're praying and you're praying, oh, Lord, do this, do this. And then you talk to them and they're like, I've been praying about that. It's such an awesome connection. Anyway, that's what it's like. Look, if you've got a prayer request or a praise report, reach out to us. We would love to hear your praise report. We'd love to join you in your struggle in, in something that we can pray about. If there's something that's going on, you got an opinion, you got a thought, you got a comment, you just got something that's just on your heart, great. Let's bring it out. Let's talk about it as brothers and sisters in the Lord. It's not your church. This is a fellowship. We don't do baptisms, and as far as I know, we haven't done communion yet. So uh, those are big requirements for a church. But we are is a fellowship. And we don't really care about where you've come from. We do care about where you're going. And we do care that it's one Father, our Heavenly Father. We're blood relatives of the blood of Jesus Christ. And we drink of one Holy Spirit. That's where the unity for the church needs to be found. In the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. So we encourage you to participate. There's a couple of other things you can participate in, like trivia, for example. Let's see if you can answer this one. In his letter, in his letter, what does James describe as a fire, a world of evil among the parts of the body? In his letter, what does James describe as a fire, a world of evil among the parts of the body. Hmm. If you think you know, 972-445-0770. Joanne and Cordelia will get the pow-pow on that. 214-210-8483. That would be the text, david at he org. That would be the email. Please continue to be praying for the ministry, for wisdom in the ministry. We need that on a pretty much a continual basis. And then don't forget that the giving receipts have been sent out. So if you didn't get it, reach out to me. Check your junk file first. Okay. First. And then there's some of them that went by mail. If you didn't send us or give us through an email, then we would have sent it by mail, by snail mail which got sent out this morning. We do have somebody ready to answer the trivia question, so let's send them on through. Knock, knock. This is David. Who am I talking to? Uh, this is your little brother. He won't be going anywhere. So <laughs> the big brother answer it. <laughs> How are you, Samson? How are things? Good. Good. I'm glad. Yeah. This is- I'm just... This yeah, is, pray this for is... that God will just refresh me. I'm just feeling very tired today. Very tired, very weary. I'm going to pray over that. All right, give me, yes. your, give me your, give me your straight out answer to the question. Let okay, me... the answer is tongue. That is correct. It is letter. What is James describes a fire world of evil among the body parts. That's the tongue. Yes, Bowser. That's very, very good, sir. Very, very good. Let me pray over you real quickly, okay? Sure. Let's pray. Father, we come before you right now, and Lord, I don't care if you take some of my 
upness and just pour that into my brother. It's great. That's what uh, Moses kind of was praying. And, uh, Lord, we're just asking you just to fill him up with energy, with encouragement, with strength, with vitality. Refresh him. Speak to him of newness, of greatness, of things to come. Fill his heart full of hope and let him be a testimony, a witness wherever he goes. Bless him in the name of Jesus. Amen and amen. You there, bro? Okay. He probably lost him right there. That's why we love him. So we pray for him, and then he disappears. Hey, maybe he got raptured. No, okay. <laughs> That's a joke. It's kind of funny, though. All right. What drives you? Okay. Don't, don't, don't do the car joke. We're not looking for that. Okay. What drives you? John chapter 4, verse 31 through 34. But he said to them, I have food to eat that you don't know about. So the disciples said to one another, has anyone brought him something to eat? Jesus said to them, my food is to do the will of him who sent me and to accomplish his work. So when Jesus said this, I think what what the disciples were kind of stuck in was the flesh part of it, right? Because they're like, Jesus is like, hey, you need to eat. And Jesus is, uh, I have food to eat you don't know anything about. And they're like, but did somebody bring him a Big Mac? I, what happened? We weren't, what, what took place? And then Jesus tells them, my food is, and he tells them what the food is. He tells them what sustains Jesus. What gets Jesus out of bed? What keeps Jesus going? What sustains me? is to do the will of God. Listen to that. No, wait, because you got to catch this. See, these are these little nuances. Wait, this all these teachings, all four of these teachings will be just like this. Watch this. My food is to do the will of him who sent me. So that statement right there is not the statement you think it is. The next statement will be. My food is to do the will of him who sent me. Remember we just talked about this? I just The Lord's just now showing me the connection. I can't believe I didn't catch this. Remember in the prior thing I said, hey, you're looking for the real specific will of God. Well, you've got to do the general will of God, the general will of God, caring for one another, taking care of one another, blessing one another, the things that the Lord calls you to. If you want to know the specific, you got to do the general. Well, here's something that's amazing, and I didn't even make the connection. I'm looking at it right now. My food is to do the will will of him who sent me. That's the Father's general plan. And then he says, and to accomplish his work, which is his specific purpose. So he, he first he says, my will, my, my food is to do the will of God and to accomplish his work that he's given me. God wants you and I to be driven by doing the right things for the kingdom and by doing the things that have your fingerprints only. Yep. You think, wait, 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 wait. You tell me that God has something specific for me? Yes. He didn't create you because he's like, you know, I'm bored. Yeah, I think I'll make Dave. <laughs> That's not how that goes. The Lord has purpose. The Lord has plan. And so he says, my, my sustaining here is to do what the Father wants and to accomplish his work that he's given me. And we should have that same 
drive. We should have that same get out of bed. Why do you want to get out of bed? Because your creator has made you and he wants you to be about his business and not just about his business in the general format, but specifically putting your hands to that which he has created you for. He didn't create you for nothing. He created you for something. That's what should drive us. I've always found it amazing. I just got to take this. Sorry, I just got to do it. So what people will say in the new age realm is, you know, you got to look deep down in you to find it and find what you love. You know, that's not entirely incorrect. What's incorrect is to think that what's deep inside you was placed there by you. It was placed there by God. And the purpose of that deep down desire is for you to seize upon that and do that for his glory and for his kingdom. And no, it won't have any perversion or sin connected to it. What he wants is for you to do whatever that deep passion is for his glory. That's the specific. You want to know what it is? The Lord already put it inside you. If you spend enough time communing, he'll make it plain. How do you not love this? This is the best stuff ever. Thank you. All right. It's not my stuff. My stuff is all 2,000 years old or older. Thanks. All right. You're listening to the David Spoon Experience right here on KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. Going to take a short break. Then we'll come back. Don't go anywhere. This KAAM radio show with your very own David Spoon is not a business, but a nonprofit ministry first and foremost committed to sharing the gospel of Jesus Christ and strategically equipping the saints. Our mission is to educate, encourage, and entertain Christian believers, the hurting, and those not yet believers who need biblical truths. To continue our radio ministry and message of truth, we need many of our faithful listeners to support us, as well as ministry partners who might wish to sponsor the He Must Increase ministry. By giving, you wonderfully facilitate our priorities of assertively teaching the Word of God, and you get nothing in return. No quid pro quo. Nothing but a receipt at the end of the year indicating you gave to us since your donation is 100% tax deductible. Remember that it says in Corinthians that whoever sows generously will also reap generously. Or in Proverbs, where it teaches that a generous person will prosper, whoever refreshes others will be refreshed. But if you cannot give, no problem. Continue to enjoy and learn and give however you see fit whenever you can. To support us, go to hemustincrease.org. That's hemustincrease.org. Such support is terribly appreciated, knowing it enables our beloved David Spoon to give to all of us his time, energy, like so few can. Right here on KAAM. It only takes a minute. We're just joining our faith really together, believing that God's graciousness is here for this. Father, we come before you and we ask you in the name of Jesus, with help from the Holy Spirit, that you would touch in our audience those people who are physically hurting. There are some where their pain is really intense on a regular basis. It's just very, very draining. And we ask that you would give them strength and you would renew them and you would empower them. But most of all, that you would heal them and you would touch their physical bodies. 
And even if it can only be for a short period, by your determination, we ask that that would come for them and they would get that relief. And for those that are just drawing closer to you, that there would be some great sense of comfort, some great sense of wisdom and trust. But heal those who are hurting from the smallest item to the deepest and most serious element. Nothing escapes your notice. So minister to those people by your grace and by your mercy, we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. The David Spoon Experience. David Spoon Experience. Thank you for joining us here at KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. That's KAAMN 770, the truth station here in Texas. Getting ready for our next trivia question. Ooh, I hope you guys are ready for this one. Ooh. You have a 50-50 shot. You guys should know this one, though. True or false? Let's see that. See, so true or false. So it's either going to be a T or an F. It's true or false. The law of Moses forbade, made it forbidden, the oppression of a foreigner. True or false? Your answer, by the way, is in Exodus 23. True or false, the law of Moses forbade the oppression of a foreigner. True or false? If you think you know the answer, 972-445-0770. You can also text in 214-210-8483. As well, you can send an email, david at org. So I was just forewarning uh, Dynamite D that this joke is long. So you know how sometimes we do the slick, like, one-liners or, you know, just little, like, two-liners? or something? This is not that. You have to listen to the whole thing or you won't get the joke. I'm telling you now, this is a great joke if you will listen to the whole joke. It's only a minute out of your life. It won't change anything. It won't make you theologically more astute. But it will make you smile. Okay? All right? All right. Ready? All right. Ready for the joke? Okay. Long joke. Stay with me. There were these four rabbis who had a series of theological arguments, and three were always in one accord against the fourth. One day, the odd rabbi out, after the usual three-to-one majority rule statement, uh, signified he'd lost again, decided to appeal to a higher authority. Even though his other three rabbis said he was wrong, he felt he was right. Oh, God, he cried, I know in my heart that I'm right and they are wrong. Please give me a sign to prove it to them. It was a beautiful sunny day out, and as soon as the rabbi finished his prayer, a storm cloud moved across the sky above the entire four people, and it rumbled, and then it dissolved. A sign from God? See, I'm right. I knew it. But the other three disagreed, pointing out that storm clouds formed. On hot days. So the rabbi prayed again, Oh God, I need a bigger sign to show that I am right and they are wrong. Please, God, a bigger sign. This time, four storm clouds appeared, rushed toward each other to form one big cloud. A bolt of lightning slammed into a tree on a nearby hill. I told you I was right, cried the rabbi. But his friends insisted that nothing had happened that could not be explained by natural causes. 
The rabbi was getting ready to ask for a very, very big sign, but he just said, Oh, God! And the sky turned pitch black, and the earth shook, and a deep, booming voice intoned, He's right! The rabbi put his hands on his hips, on his hips turned to the other three rabbis, and said, Well... So, shrugged one of the other rabbis, now it's three to two. All right, all right, all right. You, you need to grow up. <laughs> See, now it's three to two. <laughs> that was a long one, Dave. That was a long one. Come on. Come on. Now it's three to two. See, the rabbis are like, so God was, okay, never mind. All right, never mind. Here we go. I'll just do the trivia question again. You see, I like those jokes. See, I live for those things. Those are the long ones that I sit there and I go, that's like how I grew up right there. Uh, true or false, the law of Moses forbade the oppression of a foreigner. True or false, 972-445-0770 is the number. 214-210-8483 is the text. David at hemustincrease.org is the email. Ephesians 117. I, this is Paul writing one of the great... Galatians and Ephesians are, and Romans are like the three great theological, uh, like ones like the Magna Carta. I mean, it's like just like these great, great, great theological elements here in Ephesians, which you've taught out of. Paul says this in Ephesians 1.17, I keep asking that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father, may give you the Holy Spirit of wisdom and revelation so that you could know God better. I just, this, this doesn't stop. Oh, God. Praying is the key in this. Oh, God, give us your spirit. Give us your spirit that brings wisdom and revelation. You know that song from the from the gals way in the back in the in the in in, in time from from Linda Ronstadt and Emmy Lou Harris and Dolly Parton. To know 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 him is to love 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 him. Right, but it has to do with God, and the more we know him, the more we love him. And so Paul is praised, I keep asking that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father, may give you the spirit of wisdom and revelation so you might know him better. Give us your spirit that brings wisdom and revelation, Lord, so we can know you better. Just in case you want to know, that phrase, may know him. Ready? Love this, love this. Epigenosis. Uh-oh, Dave's breaking out the Greek. You know what epigenosis is? Listen to this. This is one of the most important things that we're going to hear. It's called contact knowledge. Epigenosis is a Greek word that the apostle often chose to declare the all-important notion, a knowledge based on relationship and not distant facts. A contact knowledge. Wow. Now listen to that. That means that you get to know by proximity— not by brain power. So I'll give you a perfect example. So you're just like, oh, well, of course I'm going to give you an example that involves my dogs because what else would I do? So Bert and I do not have a connection on an intellectual basis. 
because he's a dodo head. <laughs> so it's just not going to happen. <laughs> Sorry. I don't get it. Doesn't, you, you get offended all you want. He's a dodo head, right? I mean, when, when Levi is sleeping between Noel and I, Bert barks because he's not up higher than Levi is. In other words, if Levi's up between our heads and he's between our legs, he barks because he wants to be up between us. Okay, this is not a dog that has, he's not operating with the a Webster's Dictionary. Right? But the more we get to know Bert over two years that we've had him, so we've had him since he was, I think it was, gosh, I think it was six weeks, seven weeks. Since we've had him, the more we know him, the more we love him. He's our little buddy boy, right? We call him Bert Bert. We call him a bunch of names that I can't say on the air. That's not the point. The point is this. The more I know the dog, the more I love the dog. That's why, like, Levi, we have all these pictures of all these kids, just a few more of Levi than the kids. So it's like, <laughs> you think that's terrible. Eh, maybe. The idea behind it is our relationship, our connection. That's how we know. And people are always trying to ascend to this knowledge of God. Ascend like you're climbing a hill of intellectualism. Guess what? That's not what you need. You don't need that. You need this divine wisdom and revelation a revealing to to revelate to reveal is to pull back the layers that obscure the vision you need to see god you need to know god you need to connect to god you need contact knowledge and the more that we have that and i'm including myself in this believe me the more we have that the more we love him because the more we get to know him that is not a intellectual ascent. It is a relationship connection. And you just keep asking, God, give me your spirit of wisdom and revelation so I can know you better. I want to know you. And Paul says, I keep asking that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father, may give you the spirit of wisdom and revelation that you may know him better. What's it for? What's it for? What's it for? So you can know him better. That doesn't say have more verses memorized. It says to know him better. See that difference right there? Yeah, this kind of show, isn't it? All right, you're listening to the David Spoon Experience right here on KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. Going to take a short break, then come back. Don't go anywhere. What is the David Spoon experience? So you know what David did? He asked God again. And how did God answer? He answered him. God didn't go, you asked me twice. (laughs) Strike you with lightning. Strike you with lightning. It's like, that's not how this works. So the scripture says in 1 Samuel 23, 4, go check out your Bible. Once again, David inquired of the Lord and the Lord answered him. It's like, go, 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 go do your thing. Go, 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 go. It's okay to inquire more than once, even if there's an answer that you've got, because sometimes we look for reassurance and clarity and for comfort and from eliminating hearing mistakes. We're not trying to irritate God. We're not trying to fight against his will. We're not trying to be uh, disobedient. The Lord knows that. See, I think what happens is we'll do something. It'll be sincere action. Then somebody else may hear about it or you mention somebody, and the way they interpret it is different than the way God interprets it. 
when I come before the Lord and he says, go do this, and I come before the Lord again and do one of those, are you sure? <laughs> you know, kind of thing. That's not me trying to be bad. And this is the same kind of thing that happens when you get into the the, the people that, that uh, you know, one group in Christianity is like, you know, you can't, you, you can't ask for signs and ask for signs at all because it shows that you either have no faith or you don't believe Jesus is Messiah. Well, first of all, that's not true because God gave signs all the way from Genesis to Revelation. So that's just silly. The other part of that is people asking for signs like Gideon were just like going, okay, I'm just trying not to mess this up, right? What Jesus rebuked was the people asking for a sign to prove he was the Messiah. That's substantially different than asking God, uh, I, I just need to know I'm not doing this dumb. Right? I mean, and that's why what we do is we kind of pour into these rules and these reasonings, and it's like, you know what? Don't do that. Come before the Lord. Be yourself. You know, you don't have to, <laughs> you don't have to posture before God he already knows. <laughs> it's like it's like you know. I just want you to know. I'm not going to look up right now. Now, if you really feel that way, that's fair. But don't do that because you're trying to impress God. Because He knows you're trying to impress Him. So then, don't do that. Just tell Him what's going on. Share your heart. Share your feelings. One of the things that I see about prayer, and this is a true statement. Some people say, "Well, people pray to get things changed." Uh, it's maybe better to say that we pray so that God changes us. That might be more accurate so that we get into a surrender or a a yielded position. It's not that you can't have faith, not that you can't pray, but what I'm talking about is coming and yielding and going, I'm just trying to get the clarity. I want to know what I'm doing is what you want to do. I think it's a, a very important element for people who are seeking wisdom just to be as earnest and honest as possible. If the Lord grants you a sign, the bigger problem about that is most of the time, like for Israel, they didn't believe it anyway. Sometimes Welcome back to the David Spoon Experience. Thank you for joining us here at KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. That's KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. I did, by the way, forget to give the answer to the trivia question, although every single person got it right. True or false love, Moses forbade the oppression of a foreigner, and that is true. You're not allowed to oppress a foreigner. Exodus 23, 9. Can't do that. God doesn't like that. He connects that directly to how Israel was treated. Like, hello. So there's nothing there that can be said, okay? There's no room Uh, You know, in the Christian name, there are many variants, right? Some of them are just dumb. <laughs> Let's just call it what it is. <laughs> it's not making any worse than it is. Okay, it's just like that. Some of it, that's just weird stuff. Okay, all right. Here you go. You guys should get this one. This is a classic. When God asked Cain where his brother Abel was, Cain lied and said, "I don't know." But what did Cain then ask God? What happened next? What did Cain then say? Ooh. Uh, if you think you know the answer to that trivia question, 972-445-0770. You can also text in 214-210-8483 or send an email, david, at he must increase dot 
or Gadev gets the pow-pow on that. Uh, bottom line is we're going to send you to the website for two things. Don't forget about our ambassadors program, which we just had uh, Abraham sign up for it. So thank you, Abraham. We appreciate that. I sent that off to Deb. That will be uh, forthcoming. Two, don't forget about the giving receipts. If you didn't get it, reach out to me. Let me know. And then three, on the website, of course, are tons of pods and just, just so much stuff. Uh, bottom line is on the website also is a place to give or instructions on how to give. Let's rock and roll with that. Please check out he must increase.org. Prayer request? He must increase.org. Praise report? He must increase.org. Looking to give to this ministry? He must increase.org. Confused by what's happening right now? He must increase.org. He must increase.org. <laughs> I think that that is the sound when somebody is baptized and they forgot to bring them up. Oh, eating potato chips. (laughs) Eating potato chips. Wow. You're in the water drowning, but wait. Trivia. Oh, everybody relax. That's part of the fun. Uh, When God asked Cain where his brother was, where his brother Abel was, Cain lied and said, I don't know. What then did Cain ask God? What did he say back to God? If you think you know the answer, 972-445-0770. You can also text in 214-210-8483 or send an email, david at he must increase.org. It is time for history. Let's go All right, on this first month, January, this 10th day, this 2023 year, uh, to give you an idea of what day it is, it is my wife's birthday. So here is a unique rendition of Happy Birthday to My Wife. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday, dear Noel. Happy birthday to you. Okay. Uh, that is the, I've, I've now said this over 50 times to her in the last 24 hours. Wow. Yeah. She's like, happy birthday. Yeah. And she's like, be quiet. <laughs> so she tells me now. And one of the things that we do is whenever the kids have a birthday, we call the kids and then we put the phone, the phone on speaker and then we both sing as poorly as possible. Unless we do like, okay. All right, somebody's calling in. Uh, it is uh, her birthday. I think somebody had mentioned uh, that it might be Gary's birthday, too, so we don't have to find that out. So somebody is ready to answer a trivia question. We're going to finish our trivia, finish our trivia, and then we'll go to the caller. Is that okay? Can we do that? All right, here we go. So the rest of the trivia, Houseplant Appreciation Day, which is pretty funny since Noel likes flowers. Uh, today, and this, I think, is the greatest thing that's connected, is on this day in 1932, Mickey Mouse and the Silly Symphony comics uh, syndicated before Disney went wacko. I'm just saying, this was back when they were good, when it was, you know, fun. 1984, on this day, Where's the Beef? The Wendy Hamburger Chain aired its famous commercial starring 81-year-old Clara Peller. They ran that campaign, and the uh, their revenues jumped 31%. Wow. I mean, that's just amazing. 
And uh, finally, in 1888, on this day, first single-lens motion picture, American inventor Louis Le Prince patented his device, taking his first pictures uh, the following October. So there you go. That's uh, pretty much what it is for January 10th, 2023. We do have a caller ready to answer a trivia question. Let's send him on through. Knock, knock. This is David. Who am I talking to? Hello, David. This is Stephen. Hi, Stephen. How are you? I'm one of the better ones. Okay. How are you? I'm doing very, very well. And this is a classic question. I just, why do I just know you're going to know this? <laughs> All right. Are you ready? You ready? When God asked Cain where his brother Abel was, Cain lied and said, I don't know. What did Cain then ask God? You there? Uh-oh. Uh-oh. What happened? What happened? I guess he got nervous. Call us back, Dan. How do you know he lied? Oh, oh, because uh, he said he didn't know where he was. I know, but <laughs> what he was actually doing is refusing the burden put on Adam. That Because that's... after he put him in the ground, he is his keeper. Yeah, that's there. No, there. That's an interesting way. But did he put him in the ground, or just cover him up? Or <laughs> <laughs> well, the blood was calling him from the ground. Yeah, so. that, that's a great. That's an excellent point. By the way, that is a good point. So yeah, you cut out just when you were answering the truth. So I got to have you do it again. What was it that he said to God? Am I my brother's keeper? Yes, sir. There it is. And, and so what? me for dragging it out. <laughs> yeah. No, no, no. That's a, I love you. I love when you do that. And here's the bottom line. The bottom line is the reason that uh, he's, he, what is he, what he's, not the reason, but the what he's doing is he's deflecting. <laughs> it's like, what? What? It's not my responsibility. What? And you look at it and you go, wow, that goes all the way back, doesn't it? <laughs> yeah, he's eternally responsible now. Yeah, yeah. And you're never getting away from that, that's for sure. All right. Excellent job, brother. And I appreciate you very, very much and love you in the Lord deeply. And by you the way, by the way, you, by the way, we will be able to do some get together sooner because I think we are going to be relocating. So I'm just letting you know ahead of time. Okay. Relocating to where? Alaska? No, closer. <laughs> Alaska. Okay. Thanks a lot. I'll talk to you later. You have a blessed day. All right. Bye bye. Relocating Alaska. <laughs> yes, that's on my list. Uh, all right, let's get to the teaching. I'm going to go a little long on this because I'm going to show you something you've never seen before. Uh-oh. When I make that statement, I only hope it's true. I don't know for sure if it's true. For some people, are like, you're telling a lie. It's not a lie. It's a joke. All right, here we go. John chapter 17, verse 1 through 2. I want you to catch this. This is super cool. If you can catch it, if I can communicate it. Super, super cool. Remember, this is the big prayer that Jesus, the big long prayer from Jesus in the Gospel of John. Okay? Okay? When Jesus had spoken these words, he lifted up his eyes to heaven and said, Father, the hour has come. Glorify your Son that your Son, that the Son may glorify you, since you have given him authority over all flesh to give eternal life to all you have given him. Now, I want you to catch this super, super important. I want you to catch this super, super important that you understand how this works. 
Jesus is praying. He lifted up his eyes. Some people say you got to close your eyes when you pray. Some people say you got to fold your hands. All of that's rubbish. It's whatever's happening. Nobody cares, right? In this instance, he lifted up his eyes, looking up to him, right? And what does Jesus say? He says, Father, the hour has come. Glorify your son that the son may glorify you, okay? And we can do a whole teaching of that, but that's not where I want to go. Since you have given him authority. Oh, oh, wait, stop. Jesus is saying to the Father, listen to this teaching, you have given me authority. Ooh, and everybody and their brother Mike and John and Sister Sally are thinking, yeah, that's the Matthew 28, 18 through 20. But that's wrong. Now, in Matthew 28, 18, 20, Jesus came and said to them, All authority in heaven and earth has been given to me. Go, therefore, and make disciples of all nations, baptizing the name in the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe whatever I have commanded you. And behold, I am with you always, even to the end of age. That is true. That is part of the authority of Jesus Christ. But that is not the authority he's talking about in John 17. And you're thinking, well, how is that possible? Here's how it's possible. Jesus said, Father, the hour has come. Glorify your Son that the Son may glorify you, since you have given him authority over all flesh to give eternal life. Uh Uh-oh. You see, this is before... In the sequence of events, Matthew 28, 18 through 20 on the missional commission. And the giving of authority that Jesus had, he expresses, is to give eternal life. It is the gifting authority. It must be given, of course. It cannot be earned. It's something that he has to give people. People do not deserve eternal life. But look at the authority that Jesus has been given that he acknowledges before the Father. He says that the Son may glorify you since you have given him authority over all flesh to give eternal life. The authority that Jesus had before the resurrection was to give eternal life. After the resurrection, it was to take that message everywhere and anywhere, Jesus being with them, to make that declaration. But look at what the message is. You see what I'm saying? I want you to want you to it's a super soft nuance here, but it's really cool if you catch it. Father, the hours come. Glorify your son that the son may glorify you, since you have given him authority over all flesh to give eternal life to all you have given him. Jesus had the authority to give eternal life. See, nobody has ever had the authority to give eternal life until Jesus. What? But I thought his authority was just missional. Yeah, but the mission revolves around this. If everybody went out and just told how great Jesus was and we all died and ended up in the dirt, it would mean but it's the eternal life. I know. It's kind of a heady thing. I get it. I get it. 
but it's a gift of authority that Jesus gives us eternal life. That's the first stretch. Oh, sure, he had authority over demons and he had authority over darkness and so on and so forth. But look at what Jesus says part of that authority revolves around, giving eternal life. That's who your Messiah is. He not only saves you from the penalty of sin, he reconciles you to God so that you are friends. Two sides to the coin. Then he says, I'm with you in this. Go tell people. The authority to give eternal life. That's what you received when you said yes. You received the authority of Jesus to give you eternal life. Oh, come on. I'll just take my break here because I need to. You're listening to the David Spoon Experience right here on KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. Short break. We'll be back. Don't go anywhere. Since the dawn of the Internet, people have been looking for a website they can be proud of without costing an arm or a leg. People want a quality website to promote their ministry, business, hobby, or passion. Introducing Cowpunch Sites. Cowpunch Sites can help you create and maintain a quality website. From design to security, Cowpunch does it all. Cowpunch is a family-owned and operated business, taking a fresh approach to business. Lots of clients at lower prices. Make mom happy. The most significant benefit of working with Cowpunch Sites is that you work with real people, not cheesy templates. No outsourcing. It's $57 a month, and there's no setup fee and no cancellation fees. When you go to cowpunchsites.com dad. That's cowpunchsites.com slash dad. That's me. Oh, did I mention that it's $57 a month? Cowpunch Sites, $57 a month, and that's no bull. Um, Dave, this is a nice radio station. Oops, sorry. That's Cowpunch Sites, $57 a month, and that's no bull-oney. There, that's better. CowPunchSites.com slash dad. With his special guest today, focus on the family trauma specialist, Tim Sanford. People, as they try to sort this out, they, they, they go through this, uh, they, they go through maybe a litany or a list in their mind and try to evaluate, well, you know, is this this and is this this? And, and what you said right there is the key, that the core of our strength, the core of our ability to, to go on yet for another day in the midst of what we would consider to be uh, chaos, both uh, socially, politically, and, and in other realms, is the Lord. I mean, the Lord gives us the ability. I mean, until he blows that trumpet, we are not done. Exactly. And that's where we come back to people ask me, well, again, the why, why, why questions that people all across the U.S. are asking. And my best theological accurate answer I can give them is, I don't know. I don't stop there. That is an accurate answer. I finish my answer then by saying, here's what I do know. Excellent. I know that God is still on his throne. I know that God knew what was going on. I don't know why he no I don't know why that here's what I do know God is a still a loving God he still is in charge here's what I do know here's what I do know here's what I do know The David Spoon experience you may be from a Baptist background a Pentecostal background a non-denominational background David Spoon has that too 
You may be from the Church of Christ, Presbyterian, Methodist, Church of God, or some other denomination. But if you're looking for a show that's Bible-based, spirit-led, and a bit nutty, then give David a listen for a while. If you like it, great. If not, no worries. The David Spoon Experience. Welcome back to the David Spoon Experience. Thank you for joining us here at KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. That's KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. I got to say this just because it's too funny. So Deb sent a text saying, and we were talking about that. Uh, Wendy's commercial. So a long time with his commercial, this old, old lady comes in and she goes, where's the beef? You know, and then they show this big hamburger and it's got like a small, like quarter inch patty with it. So, so she was working at Wendy's when that, <laughs> so funny. That's funny. I'm wow. Sorry. That is funny. All right. So, uh, last trip question. I love shows like today. They're just fun. Uh, you know, with all the stuff that's going on, you might as well smile. In the parable of the Good Samaritan, who were the two people who passed by the robber's victim victim without helping him? In the parable of the Good Samaritan, who were the two people who passed by the robber's victim without helping him? If you think you know the answer, 972-445-0770. You can also text in 214-210-8483. As well, you can send the email david at hemustincrease.org. I do want to forewarn everybody two things. One, don't forget to check the uh, receipts thing. Make sure that they're appropriate. If there's something off, let me know. In a lot of ways, you kind of do the best you can, you know. Pull them all together. I'm just telling you right now ahead of time. And then I think next year we're going to have somebody else do it, uh, an accountant. And then uh, the other thing is tomorrow I'm doing the Christian chaos, the next part. So I hope that Rosalind has a chance to hear because uh, I know that we're still praying for Rosalind for her to make full recovery. Uh, and uh, we'll be doing that tomorrow. And that's always a little trying. That's always a little draining uh, just because it uh, dredges up a lot of some stuff. Sometimes they like it, sometimes. But tomorrow's is a lot more fun, so that'll be good. Okay. All right, trivia question. Here we go. In the parable of the Good Samaritan, who were the two people who passed by the robber's victim without helping him? If you think you know the answer, 972-445-0770. You can also text in 214-210-8483 or send an email, david, at hemustincrease.org. If you were to say a Republican and a Democrat, I would probably say that's probably not that far off. That's a joke. Okay. I thought that was funny. That was actually really funny. (laughs) If people got it. Yeah, you got what was going on there. All right, here you go. John chapter 12, verse 9 through 11. There, when a large crowd of the Jewish people learned that Jesus was there, they came not only on account of him, but also to see Lazarus, whom he had raised from the dead. So the chief priests made plans to put Lazarus to death as well, because on account of him... Many of the Jews were going away and believing in Jesus. 
it's just a great story. So you know the story of Lazarus. I have a very strong, firm contention, I do, that Jesus, when he wept, where it says in, in uh, John eleven thirty five, Jesus wept, he did not weep for Lazarus. Lazarus was getting up in five minutes. He was weeping for all the pain of all the people and all the grief that everybody was experiencing. I don't think there's a lot of question in that. Lazarus gets up. You say what well, he says, Lazarus, come forth. There's people that say, why did he say Lazarus, come forth, versus just come forth? And the reason being that the, this is kind of a joke, that maybe too many bodies would have come forward. So he had to use his name to be real specific. So Lazarus comes forward, and there's Lazzie. And uh, Lazzie is uh, he's up, and he's got a test. What a testimony, right? He was dead. Now he's alive. He wasn't kind of dead. He was fully dead. He was so dead, he was past the, the appointed time, which is why Jesus didn't go there right away. So it could not be denied. You getting that? So it could not be denied. So Lazarus is dead past the point. You know, the four or five day point is where he gets past three days. Nobody comes back kind of attitude. Well, Jesus shows that's not true. And Lazarus now has an, an unbelievable, undeniable, powerful testimony. You know what happens because he has this testimony? They want to kill him. Why? So they can stop the testimony. Why? Because testimonies lead people to Jesus. It's not the brilliance of the presentation. It's what God did. What'd God do? He did that? I need help. It's that kind of thing. So what we're going to do is we're going to take the call from the person who's going to answer the trivia question. Then we'll wrap it up with Laz. Okay? So in the meantime, let's finish up on the call. Send him over. Knock, knock. This is David. Who am I talking to? Um, hi, David. This is Deborah. Hi, Deborah. How are you? I'm doing okay. How are you? I'm doing pretty good. I was actually specifically today praying for you. That's why I'm just glad you called. It was like, I haven't heard from Deborah. I hope she's okay. I hope everything's going well. Uh, I'll give you a chance to enter the trivia, and then can I pray for you for whatever's going on? Yes, sir. After we can answer it. I think I'm going to answer it right on there. You always do. You'll do great. <laughs> the parable of the Good Samaritan. Who were the two people who passed by the robber's victim without helping him? I thought it was um, a Pharisee and a rich man. Yeah, so you would say a priest or a Levite, a Pharisee or a Le anything along those lines, a Pharisee, and a anything that's got those two authoritative positions, the religious leaders, they were the people that bailed. That's the reality. So we're going to give you the ding, ding, ding on that because you got it. Oh, okay. <laughs> All right. Now, tell me what's going on. We only got about two minutes, but I do want to pray for you. And I have been really okay. serious about that I prayed for you today. So i just so blessed that you called. Thank so you. tell me what's going on. Um, I was wondering if you could pray for me. I found out I have a cyst on my pancreas. Okay. And then also, I lost my eyesight four years ago, and I would like a little prayer for some um, restoration, maybe. Okay. So we got a cyst that's going on, plus you got eyesight, right? Yes. All right, let's pray. Let's do it. Father, we come before you right now. We just thank you for Deborah. She's a precious sister. We just ask you to just bless her and first fill her with your presence, fill her with your anointing, fill her with your joy, fill her with your encouragement. And, Lord, we pray in regards to this cyst that you would shrink it to non-existence. 
and make it disappear. Let it just disappear in the name of Jesus. Let that cyst be gone. And we ask you to touch her eyes and give her the ability to see better than she has. Increase that. Encourage her. Show her your power in her body. Show her the power of the Most High God that she might seize upon that and testify to that and be a testimony to that, just like we're talking about with Lazarus. Please touch her in such a powerful way that it resonates and it brings glory to your name. We pray for her in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. Amen. Thank you so much, David. I appreciate that. You got it, David. It's wonderful to hear from you, really. Thank you, and y'all have a good day. All right, God bless. All right, so now that everybody has a responsibility of praying for Deborah, she's a sweet, 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 sweet sister. Keep her in your prayers, right? And everybody else that you've heard from today, don't forget about Lazarus. Don't let anybody quench your testimony. You've been listening to the David Spoon Experience right here on KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas, taking a 22-and-a-half-hour break. Then we'll come back. More Insanity with Spoonanity. Talk to you then. Views and opinions expressed in the preceding program are those of its participants and do not necessarily reflect those of KAAM, DJRD Broadcasting, or its sponsors.